you for listening to this podcast presented by Compassion Church. We're so glad you joined us today. For more information, including service times and locations, please visit our website, compassion.cc. Now here's this week's message. Well, good morning, Compassion. Aren't you glad to be in the house of the Lord today? Amen. Listen, y'all missed it if you were not here this weekend for our Marriage Matters Conference. It was amazing. My marriage is already better. They told Lori all that she was doing wrong, and she fixed it overnight. Praise God. Amen. We had such a good time, and uh, hey, we actually had a very good turnout. What a wonderful time we had with Gina and Eric Boggs from uh, uh, Greenville, South Carolina. They did an amazing job, and it was so good. And I'm just praying and believing in Jesus' name that those seeds that they planted will take root, and marriage is going to be restored and, and brightened and just excited for what they learned. Amen? Amen. I just got back from New York City. Uh, We flew in this week, and we were up there, and uh, something happened. And I want to talk about that in a few minutes, but today I'm going to talk to you about offense. I wish I could say that I have mastered the unoffendable. I wish that I could say that I've learned to overcome offense. But today, as I share this with you, as I share this sermon with you, I want you to know that it is coming from a person that is still working on it, trying to get better. I want to be transparent. I want to be honest. I don't want to deceive you. I haven't arrived yet. So today, as I preach this sermon on unoffendable, I'm preaching just as much to me. I was walking the streets of New York City this week, and we passed by a guy, and if you've ever been to New York City, anybody from New York in here? One person. They're rude there. Anyway. (laughs) They're always trying to sell you something as you go through Times Square, and as I was walking, this guy was trying to give me a a CD of, trying to get me to buy a CD and everything, and I was like, thank you, but no thank you, and he was trying to sell me a rap CD, and I thought, look at, do I look like I'm a rap singer that I, you know. But he wouldn't stop. And I finally said, thank you, but no thank you. And I kept going. And he started getting a little testy with me and started following me. He said, man, just at least shake my hand. And he's getting kind of, and, and I felt it. I felt it. He started rising up. And I looked at him with my look and I went, almost like you need to back off. And I started getting a little bit offended. And I felt it coming out. I, I was at least conscious enough to know Walk away, John. So I started walking away, and as I did, my wife said, what's wrong with you? And I said, I'm about to lose it. I'm about to lose it. And we walked away, and at least I held it down. But that's proof to you today that I haven't arrived. And just to help push this point that not only have I not arrived, Laurie hasn't arrived. So I felt like if I was going to tell you my faults, I should throw her in there too. Amen? <laughs> Isn't that just right? Laura went into a Krispy Kreme there in New York City. And she, while well, you hear her laughing because she knows she's about to be embarrassed. 
And they go to Krispy uh, Kreme, and when she walks in, they said, get behind the line. Get behind the line. And I guess they didn't get behind the line the way they told them to. So the lady said, I told you to get behind the line. And my wife said, yell at me one more time. As she covered up her compassion shirt. I share this with you today, not to celebrate that, but to say there's a lot of us that still struggle with offense. But I also want you to understand that it's a terrible tool of the enemy. That if you don't learn to master it, it will destroy you. It will advert your attention away from God's plan and purpose for your life. I looked up the word, the definition of offense, and it's this, resentful or annoyed. Anybody been annoyed this week? Raise your hand. Typically, as a result, and I want you to hear this, of a perceived insult. I'll talk about that later. I believe 95% of what we're offended by and upset about is not even real. We make it up in our own mind. I asked the staff this week, I said, give me one word or one phrase that describes the word offense to you or offended. Here's what they said, hurt. I believe probably majority of our offense comes out of hurt. We think it's out of anger. I believe it comes out of hurt. Resentful. Wimp. <laughs> one person, they just, they're offended. They even call people wimps who get offended. Angry. Upset, touchy, sensitive, insecure, closed off, unable to see clearly, viewing everything through the lens of offense. And here's probably what you need to understand this last word, bitterness. Offense will eventually lead you down a road of bitterness. And it's hard to come back. I want to read a scripture to you today. When God had given me this sermon, I actually already had another sermon prepared, something else I was doing, and God would not relent. He kept going and made me preach this. And even when I got the scripture, I didn't quite understand. In fact, I had to use another version, translation of the Bible to, to get this. But it says in Matthew 18, 7, Woe to the world because of offenses, for offenses must come. But woe to the man by whom the offenses come. First, let me say this to you. We live in a world that you're going to be offended. It's just part of life. Someone's going to do something, say something, act a certain way, that you're going to be offended. We live in a broken world. People always say and make comments like, why would God allow this to happen? If there is a God, why would he do this? We live in a broken world. So first, his offenses will come. Second, listen to what he says. For offenses must come. Here's a second thing. Offenses must come your way. They make you stronger. They create thick skin. 
They enable you as an individual to stop being a crybaby, a whiny baby, and to get beyond things in your life and realize it's not going away. You're going to deal with it, and if you learn to deal with it in the right way, it'll be a blessing. But listen to this. But woe to that man by whom the offense comes. This is important. In other words, what the scriptures say here, and many times I get it, and some of you think, well, I didn't know this scripture was about offense. We've tied this into, and it is, it's talking about sin or being a stumbling block. In fact, the verse before is Jesus brings over a child and said, the kingdom of God is like these little children. If you mess with these children, it's better than the mile sound be put around your neck and you thrown into a river. Now, what God is saying, though, is he's not talking about little kids. He's talking about you as the child, children of God. Offenses will happen. In fact, they must come. And here's the third thing. He said, when they do, woe to the person that offends you. Here's what we have to learn as men and women of God when it comes to offense. When someone offends me the way that I combat them, I step back. God says, woe to them. Why? In other words, God is saying, I will deal with them. For who offends you does you wrong. I will deal with them, not you. When he says, woe to them, what he means is you step back, God steps in, God fights the battle. But when you stay up there and you try to fight the battle of offense, it'll consume your time, rob you of godly opportunities, and bring bitterness. We have to learn to let God fight our battles. Amen. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you for the word. We are about to receive. I pray that every heart, every mind to be open to receive, God, what you've got in store. And Lord, let not one, not one leave this service the same way that they came, but be blessed by your word and your presence in Jesus' name. Amen. The word offense here in the Greek, it, it literally means a scandal, a trap. You hear that? Do you understand that offense is a trap of the enemy? A snare. I like this. Occasion to fall. Okay, offense will create opportunities for you to fall and fail. A stumbling block. Offense, thing that offends. There's three things that, that I want to share with you today to help you understand what offense is. And in fact, let me go and say this right now. Let me tell you what happens from offense. Offense can be summed up in, in this word, sin. That when you begin to allow offense into your life, being offended to always be happening, you're opening the door for the enemy to allow sin into your life. So the three things I want you to hear. Number one, offense isn't inflicted by others, but by ourselves. We have this idea that offense comes from the outside. It actually doesn't. It comes from the inside. It says in Proverbs 18, verse 19, a brother offended is harder to win than a strong city. You ever dealt with someone who's mad and they won't listen to reason? They, 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 they believe that they're right and they've, they've got this view that they're right. And, and, and what happens is many times we don't understand 
for us to realize and to overcome offense, we must know its origin. And we keep thinking the origin of offense is when someone does me wrong. That Julie does me wrong and because she does me wrong, well, I'm offended because of Julie. At the end of the day, I'm not offended because of Julie. I'm offended because of me. See, offense comes from within. It is brought on by our insecurities, our undealt with bitterness, our unwillingness to admit we've got areas that, that we need God to get into the middle of and fix. See, those insecurities, we think that others do us wrong and I get offended, but at the end of the day, what it boils down to is I don't trust God in the middle of that situation for God to work it out. And let me tell you what happens. When I allow that insecurity, that past failure, my bad experiences, my disappointments and letdowns, when I allow them to lie there, what happens eventually in my life is it becomes stirred by my insecurities and eventually will be pounced on by the devil. Here, you see how Jeremy just looked at you? That, 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 that was a bad look. You, did you see what he just, man, he, man he's, he's being mean to you. He's got something to say and he ain't just saying it. And what happens is that the devil will figure out where you are in your life and where your insecurities lie. You know, for, 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 for me, I, I struggle with, all of us have something we struggle with when it comes, I, I struggle with passive aggressive people. I do. If you got something to say, say it. You don't like it, I can handle it. But when you walk up and make a comment like, you know, Pastor John, you know, you look so good. You know, if you just had hair, you look so good. You just took a dig at me. Just say you don't like my bald head and I'll be fine and I'll be okay. But come up with your passive aggressive self. Oh, Pastor, you look so good if you just had more hair. Well, you look good if you didn't have that black eye. That's my, that, that, that's, that's my, my wife will tell you when, when the, the, the guy this week on the street, that's what he did. He did this, this passive aggressive thing to me when he did it. I'm like, mm. and I think I actually made that noise. I, when he said there, I went, mm. Cause I knew what he was trying to say. You're, he's mad cause I went by his thing. I'm like, I don't want your stupid CD. What we have to realize is our offense doesn't come from the outside, it comes from the inside. If we can learn to master that, to take control of that, I've got the choice, I've got the decision that when someone on the outside is trying to anger me, make me mad, take a dig at me, I've got to make the decision on the inside to not let you on the outside control me. And let me tell you, when someone offends you, they control you. When you're mad at someone, they got you. And I've got to realize I'm not going to do it. Here's number two. Write this down. Offense is mostly fueled by theories and fairy tales instead of truths and facts. Amen. It was made up in your head. I'm here today. I'm, by the time Bob walks past me and just don't say a word to me. What did I do to Bob? I, I, what did I do? Why didn't he talk to me? I don't, I, I don't understand. I, 
I know what it is. The other day, I, I had an extra thing of french fries, and I didn't give it to Bob, and I know probably Bob wanted those french fries. He's been mad at me ever since. Well, forget Bob. You should have asked for the french fries, and now you're mad at me. We'll see if you ever get another french fry from me. What I didn't know is Bob just had cataract surgery, and he couldn't see me. Proverbs 18.30 says this, He who answers a matter before he hears it, it is a folly and a shame to him. Can I, can I tell you this? Stop making up plots in your mind. Oh, I know why they didn't talk to me. I, I know why they gave me that look. We, me and Lori, years ago, literally had a couple leaving the church. I called them and I said, Hey, what, what's going on? Why are y'all leaving? Well, Pastor, can I be honest with you? No lie to me. I've never understood why people, can I be honest with you? No lie to me. Well, you, your, your wife's been giving me mean looks from the stage. I said, welcome to my world. I said, what? Yeah, yeah. And I don't know what I've done wrong, and I don't know why she's mad at me, but I just, I don't really, well, like the fact or appreciate the fact that she's giving me mean looks from the stage. And I said, well, first of all, when my wife's on the stage, when she does welcome, the lights are on, they're off in the sanctuary. She can't see beyond the first or second row. And she's like, oh, really? I said, yeah. I said, second of all, that's just her face. <laughs> I think it's called resting something. I won't finish it. No, I'm now she's offended. <laughs> yeah, tomorrow's headline. Pastor wife kills her husband. She had literally made up a fairy tale that my wife was upset with her and mad with her, and my wife was not. We do it all the time. Someone doesn't talk to us. I've had in the church and people come by two or three Sundays later and why are you mad at me, Pastor? I'm like, what are you talking about? Well, two or three Sundays ago, you didn't even talk to me. I didn't see you. I was talking to someone else or I was hugging on someone will. I'll, I'll, listen, if y'all want to wait, I'll hug and love on every one of you before you leave. That's just my personality. I'm a hugger. I'm a lover. Not that way. Well, that way, yeah. But only with my wife. Moving forward. I would talk to every one of you. If you get by me and I don't say hello to you, I promise you it's because I either didn't see you. I, I, but we'll make up fairy tales in our minds. And the 95% of most time what we're upset about or mad about, there's no truth to it. You've allowed the enemy to come in and to deceive you. See, how do I overcome that, Pastor? Give people the benefit of the doubt. Until you know the truth, don't assume your truth. Until you have gotten all the facts, don't make up the fairy tale. And how does that happen? The Bible says if I come to the altar and I got a gift and I'm mad at someone, I leave the gift at the altar and I go find that person and talk to him and say, hey, listen, I feel like you're upset at me and you're mad at me and I just want to know why. And the person may go, I have no clue what you're talking about, brother. I love you. What are you talking? Well, I felt the other day, I'm sorry, man. I, I, I didn't see you. 
before assuming facts, give people the benefit of the doubt. Allow them to defend themselves. Allow them to tell you what's going on. Don't assume what you've made of it. Stop. Here's another thing. Stop letting your mind run wild with you. Amen. Amen. We let thoughts run through our mind. What's that old pickup line? You must be tired. You've been running through my mind all day long. If any of you all use that, God's going to deal with you. I see some of you singles right now. You must be tired. You've been running through my mind all day long. Some of you have got fairy tales. Some of you have got stories and lies that are running through your mind that one little thing happened and you thought the worst. Instead of thinking the best, you believe a lie. Instead of learning the lesson from the last lie you believed, say, no, no, I'm not going to do it anymore. Until I know the facts, until I've got evidence, until they have told me straight out they're mad at me, I will not believe the lies or the fairy tales. I don't want to go down that road of bitterness when I have no right to be there. I believe 95% what we're mad about is not worth being mad about. Amen. I'm not going to believe the fairy tale. I'm going to believe the truth. Last. When you stop taking things personal, offense will stop taking you prisoner. When you stop taking things personal, offense will stop taking you prisoner. Reach over to your neighbor. Put your hand on their shoulder. You ready? Push them and say, stop being so sensitive. Okay, don't kill them. Some of you are too sensitive. I might got a fight going on over here. If you're always so touching sensitive about situations, there's something going on in your life. Maybe you need to see a counselor. Maybe you need to go talk to pastor. What's happened? Listen, I get it. I'm, I'm very analytical. I read into everything. I didn't, that's not an amen moment, honey. Uh, when we're having a discussion, there's two things going on. What you're saying and what I think you're saying. And can I tell you, it wears me out. It wears me out. A couple of weeks ago, something happened. It didn't anger me, it hurt me. And it hurt me because at the end of the day, if I would be honest with myself, there's still that, that little thing inside of me that says, you're not worthy to be at the table. Do you really think you belong on that stage? It's just, just a matter of time before people realize you're, you're not that good. Am I the only one like that? I've got that. And it hurt my feelings. The problem is, 
whether they did or did not mean to do it, it didn't matter. People will wrong you. People will do something that's against you. But remember, I told you at the beginning, then that part of Matthew verse eight or chapter 18, he said, woe to the one who offense comes to you. I had to learn in my life that when you offend me, when you mistreat me, I've got to learn to stop taking it personal and step back and let my God step in. My God will defend me. Listen, I'm, I've been a pastor for almost 30 years now. I could literally choose to be offended every Sunday. And see, I started pastoring before we had the internet. I love those days. I don't know how many times as a pastor someone has gone and posted something or said something about me on on Facebook. Someone would call me and tell me, Pastor, if you heard what they said about you to hear, yeah, but I'm not going to engage. I'm not going to fight the battle. Pastor, you got to defend yourself. I don't. My God will defend me. Because if I get into a battle with them, all it will lead me down is to a road of bitterness and anger, and it will never stop. And in the middle of offense, I'll miss God's opportunities. And it's funny, I don't know how many times that's happened as a pastor, and I won't say anything, and I don't do anything, but it, it would be many times even y'all. The congregation would come to my defense and get on Facebook and begin to defend me or fight for me. And let me say this to you. Stop taking things personal. Stop letting people get you out of that God moment and into that got you moment. People will talk. People will offend. But you have to make a decision that I'm not going to let fence step in. For some of you, it may need some, you may need some help. But also let me say this. I heard someone say this recently. In fact, Eric said it at the conference. In this day and time, we're always looking for pills or counseling to fix everything in our life. Can I tell you, sometimes there just comes a moment in your life you realize it's wrong, don't do it. It's not helpful, stop doing it. Do what's right. Just because they offended doesn't mean you got to offend back. Just because they cut you down doesn't mean you got to cut them down. Just because they did it doesn't mean you've got to retaliate. Because every time you stamp in the ring in the natural, God is unable to fix the problem with the supernatural. Some of you need to learn to simply do this. Some of you need to learn to do this. Some of 
Some of you need to learn to say this. I'm sorry. I might be wrong. Because let me say this to you today. Offense is not just a problem. It's a spirit. It is a spirit that will dictate and determine your future if you allow it. And as a believer, you've got to say, I'm going to stop taking things personal. Well, pastor, what they said is true. Okay, then. I get it. I called someone the other day in that moment of offense, and I was hurt, and I said, would you be offended? And he goes, no, no, I would just give it to God, and I won't be offended at all. And then he goes, I just lied, I would. He said, yeah, that would offend me. He said, but just because it would doesn't mean it should. And just because I can doesn't mean that I will. And he said, I've learned in my life to stop allowing offense to take over. There are some of you today that you live a life of offense. You live a life of bitterness. You live a life that you're not going to let somebody get the best of you or make you look dumb. And the problem is that every time you engage in that offense, the only one that looks bad is you. It's you. God is my defender. God is my avenger. God is the one that if I'll step back, he'll step in and he'll deal with the offender in my life. I want you to stand with me. I normally have you close your eyes, but today I just want transparency and honesty. If right now in your life you're struggling and dealing with some offense, maybe something that's happened to you, something someone's done, and you've been struggling with being offended at somebody, I want you to raise your hand right now. Yes. I want you all to look around. The majority of us are dealing with that today, and probably the ones not raising your hand, you're lying. And I'm offended at you. I'm offended that you're a liar. Lord, I pray for every hand that was raised. I break off the spirit of offense. It has no authority nor power over these men and women anymore. Loose them and let them go. And I pray today, Lord, in Jesus' name, that from heaven, God, you would release in their life forgiveness, forgiveness, compassion, trust, trust in you that, God, you're going to fight the battle. You're going to fight the offense. I just pray today, Lord, that you break that spirit of offense off their life once and for all in Jesus' name. I want you to look at me. This one's going to take you to be even more brave. Some of you, you're the offender. You know you are. You're always taking little digs, making little comments. You just rough around the edges. You can't help yourself. Let's just say it the real way. You're a jerk. You're rude. 
You know your comments hurt. You know your statements bring up offense. But can I tell you, you've heard the old adage, hurt people hurt people. Offended people offend people. So for you to finally get over that, listen, it requires you to be pretty brave today. But you know who I'm talking to. You're the one. You're always taking little digs, being passive-aggressive, making rude comments. You know that you've offended somebody or offended many, and you want that broken off your life. If I'm talking to you, raise your hand. Yes. Thank you for your honesty. Thank you. Lord, I just pray for every hand that is raised. Lord, forgive them today for offending I thank you, Lord, that they're brave and honest enough to admit it. And I pray in the name of Jesus Christ that you break it off their life right now. That, Lord, they're going to show grace and compassion, kindness and goodness. They're going to choose to forgive, not to go out and dish out the offense they've received. I pray today, Lord, that you break that offending spirit off their life. And the Lord, today, they walk in the goodness and grace and compassion of God. In Jesus' name. Don't you look at me. Some of you are offended at the church. I'm not talking about this church. Something has happened in your life. Maybe you're raised in church. Maybe you experienced a bad circumstance or a bad situation. I, I don't know what it is. But you've been hurt by the church, maybe hurt by a pastor, hurt by some people in the church. They were hypocritical, they were judgmental. And maybe for years, in fact, maybe today, you've just started recently come back to church, but you're still struggling with that inner battle of being in the house of the Lord because the people of God in the house of the Lord. Let's be honest. Because let me say this. There have been a lot of people that have walked away from the faith because of not the devil, but because of church members. If you've struggled in the past with offense to the church, I want you to raise your hand. Yes. Be honest. Yes. Yes. Lord, I pray for every hand that is raised. And I ask in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, the Lord, they would forgive those in the past that have hurt them, mistreated them, and done them wrong. The Lord, today, I pray that that be broken off their life right now. Broken. I want you to look at me. For those who raise your hand first, let me say this. From the church, forgive us. Well, Pastor, it wasn't this church. It doesn't matter. We're all part of the big C, the church. Amen? So from the church, I say to you, forgive us. Here's the second thing I say to you. There are two institutions that God ordains. One, marriage. Two, the church. You cannot hold on to bad feelings to the church, to the body of Christ. This is the place God designed you can be mad at the people. You can get upset with the congregation, but you got to let it go because this is what God has ordained. Amen. So you got to let it go. Bow your head, close your eyes. Do you know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior? If you were to die today, do you know that you're on your way to heaven? If you don't, today you can know Jesus Christ. 
All you have to do is admit that you're a sinner in need of God's grace and wonderful love. Believe that he is the son of the living God, died on the cross for you, rose on the third day, that your sins could be forgiven and you would have eternal life with the Father. And with your mouth, confess him, Lord, of your life and you shall be saved. With no one looking around, every head bowed, if you're here today and you don't know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior and you want to invite him into your heart and life, I want you to raise your hand right now. Is there anybody? Don't let this moment pass you by. Today's the day of salvation. Is there anyone today that would like to give their heart and life to Christ? Amen. Hallelujah. I've had two raise their hand. Give God praise. I want all of you, not just the two that raise their hand, but I want all of you to say this prayer with me. Say it loud. Say it proud. It's two new names have been written down in the Lamb's Book of Life. In fact, this is actually 12 today. 12 people have given their heart life to Christ. So praise God. So say this prayer with me. Say, Dear Jesus, I invite you to my heart and into my life. Forgive me of all my sins and all my ways. I repent and I come to you and ask you to be the Lord and Savior of my life forever and ever. Amen. Give him praise. We are so happy that you joined us today. Here at Compassion, we value family, which means we value you. If there's any way that we can be praying for you and believing with you for something, please make sure that you let us know. You guys have a great week, and we'll see you here next Sunday. Thank you for listening to this podcast presented by Compassion Church. We're so glad you joined us today. For more information, including service times and locations, please visit our website, compassion.cc.